listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Fall Weather, and I'm here with... Oh, me. Book character Bill Holm. Hi, Bill. Right, right. Book character Bill Holm. This is Not a Non-Birding Show, Take Two, Part Two. Imagine that, because um, our Not a Non-Birding Show turned out to be just jam-packed this time. And so we're going to... uh, This is kind of the analysis part of the show. This This is really the part everyone likes. Yeah, because no one really cares about anything we do. Um, no, no, because we don't do anything. No. So instead, people might care about the fact that we're wasting valuable time, and that's what we're going to do right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about our experience. Our uh, Not a Non-Birding Show Take 2 Part 1 was about a birding wait, trip. Wait, 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 wait. What, 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 was that what was that one again? Not a Non-Birding Show Take part 2 one? Part 1. Okay. And that was about a uh, birding expedition that actually yielded birds that book character Bill Holm and I just finished, you might say. My voice is a little bad. What because, was that? Well, the thing is... Is it the restaurant? Well, no, it's doing these podcasts that oh. um, I will have spoken for an hour doing two podcasts a day. And I usually don't speak for a half hour through the course of an entire week. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's not so much I'm a man of few words, is that there's no one who wants to talk to me, <laughs> including my wife, right? Because <laughs> no, she's what? too busy filling all the space exactly. herself. You really don't need to say anything. Yes, dear. <laughs> so it's a little hard on my voice, but mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll carry on. Well, we, let's hope so. Yeah. We're we're going to set the scene a little bit of where we were, and where we were was McGee Marsh, and, uh, and Mc- where is the where is McGee Marsh again? McGee Marsh is a little bit east of Toledo, Ohio, on Lake Erie, and um, what what, is, what would you say about twenty twenty miles east or something like that? I have no idea. It's and, at least twenty miles. It's on Route Two, and. Um, it is um, quite a large place. It's right next to Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge, and it's part of Crane Creek, and it's a large nature preserve. And where we went in um, McGee Marsh is a little segment of it, and it's a boardwalk through a marsh. And for some reason, birds gather there in great number during the spring migration when they're about to fly across Lake Erie and spread out into wherever these warblers spend the summer, I guess, and a lot of them go to the north. Few of them settle in, right? Like the prothon, pro, the prothon Bob. The prothonotary warbler <laughs> that uh, is signing legal documents, but those were settling in. They were setting up um, territory there, right? 
So we hear. And the oven birds and uh, the refrigerator birds. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, they're the, just warming up. They are. Oh, that's excellent. And the <laughs> Bissell carpet cleaning birds. So there are a lot, a lot of interesting warblers there. Um, in fact, since I mentioned a lot of interesting warblers, I have a list of uh, the ones that uh, we both saw. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Bob made a list of every bird that he saw today. I'm just doing the warblers, and this is interesting because, um, uh, it's not interesting, but this is... Um, oh, it's interesting. It's noteworthy because um, this has been an extraordinary summer at our house, uh, Linda and my house, that we... <laughs> Please. <laughs> that uh, we have seen nine species of warblers in the last two weeks. Um, we'll see maybe a couple a day. And that's pretty extraordinary for us because usually we see one or two. Yeah. Well, today at McGee Marsh, we saw between the two of us, is it 17 or 18? In that neighborhood. Okay, we saw Wilson's Warbler, Ovenbird, Black-Throated Blue Warbler, Black-Throated Green Warbler, Magnolia Warbler, Cape May Warbler, hmm, Bay-Breasted Warbler, Northern Water Thrush, Yellow rumped warbler, chestnut sided warbler, prothonotary warbler, black and white warbler, palm warbler, American oh. red start, common yellow throat, Nashville Boop. warbler, yellow warbler, and then Bill saw the black Bernian warbler. And I don't want to give short shrift to the fact that at Metzger Marsh we also saw the orange crown warbler. It's a heck of a lot of warblers. I didn't know there were, and why? Why is the question? Yeah, because you can go a couple miles in either direction, and you'll be on Route 2. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad this place isn't on Route 2, because it'll be a big mess. Because yeah. there were a lot of people there. I mean, it's hard to convey the size of the parking. I'd say it was a good um, football field long of parking. I would say so, too, and it isn't, and it was... Um, how many rows? I mean, several rows of cars. At least four, six rows of cars, something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe more, eight rows. I don't know. Right. There were a lot of cars there, and there weren't a lot of empty spaces, and I just don't understand it. I mean, you got all these birds that go to this one little spot, you know? It's a migrant trap. <laughs> They call it a migrant trap. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound very good. No, it makes more sense in... It sounds like something in Arizona. It does. It does. It makes more <laughs> It makes more sense like in... I, I can see in the eastern part of Michigan, it's all built up, and there's a few green areas that the birds like, and because everything yeah, else is built up, choice. these are called... But um, I'm not sure why they choose this point, this place, except it's more or less across from Point Pelee. Oh, and the well, birds like, to, they go like there. to go there. So, so they all gather there. It seems for some to. reason, and they like to be together. They do. Why? Uh, some kind of bird unity. Wow. But the so you get that, and then you get it's an event, as Bill would like to talk about. That um, I did promise our listeners that I would discuss this in terms. You of don't want to break their hearts. <laughs> no, I've been getting a lot of interesting uh, emails and. And text messages about what I'm going to say. Right? Now, when Linda and me go burden, you know, we'll go to places like uh, Roselle Park in Ada, or we'll go to Fallsburg Park in Lowell, and um, P- 
people see us walking with binoculars and pass by with their eyes turned to the ground so that they don't have to talk to the people mm -hmm. because um, obviously they're not fellow birders. Mm -hmm. You never see birders. No, 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 no. 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 I mean, you're looked at as sort of an oddball if you're carrying binoculars, and I can see why now because I saw a lot of oddballs today. There were nothing but oddballs, to tell and, you the truth. And so here you have a place where you won't see someone there who is not a birder, wouldn't you say? Do you think there was one person at McGee Marsh today who was not a birder? There may have been uh, some people tending to some elderly people that weren't exactly birders, but just had to sort of guide them around. And I saw a couple small children who didn't seem too happy to be spending a perhaps a vacation day from school, right? having right. to follow mommy and daddy around looking at American Red Stars. Really? Who wants to do that? No, no. So it's very bizarre to be someplace where there are, you thought, thousands of people. I, I, well, it seemed that way. It, it, there are certainly hundreds and the hundreds. The boardwalk is long, and there were some, and the journey hard. The journey hard, and there were some parts of that boardwalk that you could not walk to because they were clogged with birders, and you know, I felt a little uncomfortable because you know I am well. I guess I am not. I'm not really a birder. I mean, I bird, but does that make me a birder? Now, there's another discussion that we could get into later. Yes, much later. So what was I talking about? About So it's very odd being at this place where it's just jammed. With, with people, people and birds co-located. Right, but, but it's even odd seeing... I don't really think of birders as being generally very congenial, do you? Oh, not at all. I mean, quite Gen often when we have been... congenial. No, I mean, this was an event today but yes. generally if we go to mcgee marsh and we've been before when it was not an event and we'll see some birders and i'll say hi and the response is Ugh. right you know or um i'll ask a question they look straight ahead they don't look at you mm -hmm. and they might grunt you're right there's yeah. just and sometimes if you ask questions of birders they act a little put upon exactly they don't want to yeah for one thing they think you're trying to steal their bird yeah but yet today, you know, it was a different kind of situation. It was like Carnival in Rio. It, it was. was. Everyone was happy. Everyone was, I mean. Well, I wouldn't say they were happy. Well, nobody was happy. The but people yet, that. Compared to the way they were in that in that bunkhouse up at the, the bird the visitor house, center. The visitor center. These people were, I mean, downright giddy. I would say the people that looked the least happy on the boardwalk were the people lugging these absolutely monster <laughs> cameras i mean these were uh basically telescopes attached to cameras these right, were just were. huge and they were lumbering along the boardwalk with them practically knocking people over right right and in fact they would kind of walk backwards several steps uh -huh. to get a look at a bird when they're holding this monster telescope mm -hmm. and um they didn't look happy to me it looked like a lot of work they spent a lot of money on these rigs and you know la's fine but it ain't home <laughs> you know Exactly. So, you know, what can I say? So I, I didn't think those people looked, looked too thrilled. In fact, I, there was one woman, she actually looked to me like she was on medication. Mm -hmm. You know the one? Yeah, I do. Which one? The one that looked like she was on medication. Okay, she one. just came by real slowly and had uh, oh, kind of a little smart. Carrying that tripod. Out? Yeah, carrying straight out. She was um, jousting. Right. So it, it was strange. And... Um, Birds are, I mean, it's the weirdness of this place, because most of the time that I see birds, 
you will see a glimpse of a warbler. You'll see a glimpse of it, and then it's gone because it's it sees me and it says, "Hey, buddy, I'm out of here." Mm-hmm. Oh, they're notoriously shy. They are. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like what? What would you say? We're close by in um, McGee Marsh. It's within what twenty five miles of Cedar Point. Cedar Point is a well known amusement park. It's only well known because um, you know it doesn't take much to pass as. <laughs> doesn't take much to pass as entertainment in Ohio. Well, yeah, anything will do. Yeah, and so um, Cedar Point is this amusement park, and um, I would say that McGee Marsh is sort of the... uh, Bill, I think you made a remark about that, that it's sort of a... Or was it me? It's sort of a it's sort of a cedar point for birders. It is. I think I did make that remark. It is a cedar point for birders. And it's... It's amazing that you actually see birds. That's that's the the strange thing. At Cedar Point, you know you're not going to see any birds. No, you'll see elephant ears. Yeah, right. And you'll right. see really, really heavy people. Uh huh. But um, and a lot of vomit. Yeah, but um, not really any of that here. No, 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 none of that. Mm-mm, no. So it's that's, just no. it's just very peculiar, and you would almost think. That the whole place is screened in and that these were captive birds. That's what I thought you? exactly. Like, this is a giant cage that we're all in together. Well, we are. That's what life is. Whoa. Whoa. But I never thought of the birds as being trapped in the same net of Willingly. existence as we are. Willingly. Willingly. I mean, there are other places they could go. They if, can fly away home. If they, ha- if they had to, yeah. I have to go back to work. <laughs> they could hop on a boat and go across Lake Erie if they want. Yeah, and that's that's where they're headed, I think. Mm-hmm. So we will ruminate on this um, a little further. Uh, we're at uh, just about at the halfway point. You are listening to What Were You Thinking? And this is not a non-bird birding show. Take two, part two, with uh, Bob Tart and book character Bill Holm doing a podcast for Pet Life Radio in the house that Jack built. And we will be right back. <laughs> What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code WHAT, W-H-A-T, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking. T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. 
And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com. Enter the code AFWHT1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFWHT2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash what W-H-A-T to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. There's a movement afoot. ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code THINKING, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain, fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back. <laughs> and we're having a great the time. How's the Jack Bill? Well, I, that was such a long intro to the commercial with so many phrases at the end. It was this is the cat that ate the oh, rat, I that see. chased the mouse, that buried the louse that lived in the house that Jack built. I'm losing like my voice. The cat that swallowed the canary. That's how my voice is. But the people, so so it's this very, very weird, unlike any other kind of nature experience, wouldn't you no, say? No, absolutely. People who are bird like to be alone. They like nature. They like, you know, to be one with, it's a challenge to find birds. That's part of the fun of birding, as I understand it. And and you feel, as, as one guy said that we talked to, if you see a Tennessee warbler, it's like a great accomplishment, yes. you know. Yeah, and it, it's, I think it is viewed that way. Mm-hmm. But here, it's not an accomplishment. Well, then the the people had this weird combination of being congenial but still being separate. Well, be their birders. Yeah, they can't help it. But it's this odd combination of helping you and still ignoring you. 
Didn't you think so? I mean, they're still kind of all in their tiny little groups, generally groups of two, you know, like a husband and wife who are uh-huh. bound together, dragging one another from continent to continent, looking at... I mean, we saw a lot of British people. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's th- right. think of their lives. I know, I, I was kind of thinking about that. Is think, like, think of coming to northern Ohio for a destination. Yeah, and who's the driving force in, 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 that, in making that kind of decision in a relationship? Well, it's got to be the wife. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> I just met Linda's on the phone. Oh, okay. Oh, but but the people, but the thing that's so odd about it, too, is how little work it was to see birds there. That, 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 that's what I mean. It, it's not a challenge at all. You cannot help but see birds. You could go in there purposefully saying, I am not going to see one bird. And within 10 feet, you'll see a, a prothon. Yes, a prothon, indeed. And there's really two ways you can see birds there. Number one is you can just stand there, right. and most of the birds will come to you. Right. And that's odd. Mm-hmm. They and do. the they're, other way is tame, the thing that I, that I guess we both did is uh, kind of trudging slowly along the boardwalk because you can't walk too fast because you'll bump into somebody with one of their idiot um, 10-foot-long cameras. Exactly. Um, So we're trudging along, and I would just look for a whole group of people pointing their binoculars at some direction, and then you walk over and say, what you got? Mm -hmm. And um, when they understood that I wasn't making some sort of... um, off-color suggestion and that I was actually asking about a bird. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. Then they would uh, tell me the bird they were looking at, and sometimes it was a good one. <laughs> well, that's how I saw the Blackburnian. Yes, thank you. That was the one bird I wanted to that's see. Why, that's what, when I was lost. I mean, in case you don't recall, I got lost on the boardwalk. I recall. I, th- I think you knew there was a Blackburnian, and you just went right past it, right past <laughs> me hoping to see the bird. But um, so it was a very, very strange, very weird way to um, see birds because it's it's so... One might think that the birds were watching the people. That's true. Because they come by, they're like right over your head. Well, and talk about the prothonotary, the, the star. Oh, the, oh, this beautiful prothonotary warbler. That it's was this bright, bright, bright yellow bright bird. Bright yellow and very nice, just a beautiful bird. And, it, and so all these people are going, hoo, hoo. And, and it's, it's kind of a little dark in there. It's, it's, it's quite shady. You know? and, and, and so this warbler perched himself on the top of this little branch, sort of in the middle, in midway among everybody that was got a camera pointing at him. And then all of a sudden, everyone takes their pictures. All these flashes start going off. Yeah, these people with expensive cameras have these fill flashes or something. And you see yeah. pop, 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 pop. And, and, this, and this warbler just sits there posing while yeah. these flashes are going off. It was just like the red carpet at, like, uh, what? Uh, the uh, opening. It's at Caesar Salad. Caesar Salad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've just never seen anything like that. Uh-huh. I haven't either. I, I, for one thing, that the bird was so, he was posing. It really looked like he was. Yeah, it's so strange because it's such You'd a... you think it would startle him. And it's such a beautiful, natural setting. Yes. And yet the whole experience is, it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very unnatural. It is unnatural. Yet the only thing unnatural about it is the boardwalk, if you think about it. I mean, you got trees, you got people, you got birds. There's, I saw a frog. 
You did see a frog. Uh-huh. And so it's a, a weird confluence of a number of um, things. Well, I guess I uh, have to think... Of the next question? Yeah. So tomorrow, this is still uh, Monday night, and uh, we're still kind of uh, riding the wave of this fantastic experience. I am... The adrenaline is pumping. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was very pleased by the whole thing. It, it really was wonderful. I, I, it was the unreality of it. I have to say, I think I really liked that part of it because um, you can't explain it to anybody. It's so weird. What I liked about it was that it was just so easy to see the birds. Yes. Yeah, it, well, I like that too. That's it was why remarkable. everybody's there. I mean, if um, when Linda and I go birding, we always joke and call it non-birding because it's so hard to see anything. Right. You go this place and... It's as, as Bill said, it's just too easy. So we're going to try and go again tomorrow, and we'll let you know if anything has changed. We might not be able to go tomorrow because it might be raining. Truth be told, we've run out of things to say tonight in our roundtable discussion. We have. Um, so we're hoping we might think of something. That's really all there is to later. it. So we'll we'll check in tomorrow. Bill, you make it over here? Uh, what? Uh, so you might uh, uh, might be able to hear the surf behind us. We finally, uh, we're back on uh, day two of uh, our uh, Not a Non-Birding birding Show Take Two, Part Two. And uh, we uh, just managed to fight our way through the crowds and get out of the boardwalk at McGee Marsh. Some ways it was a spectacular morning, and in other ways it was harder work than yesterday because of the amount of people. That's a brilliant analysis, and I agree fully. It's sort of like life itself. It. We noticed that. I mean, right away there were just so many people at the front of the boardwalk who had just arrived. There were just masses of people. You couldn't even walk. No, you couldn't walk. Literally. Mm-hmm. And you had to. Uh, push your way through uh there's one guy in a mobility cart and uh i'm wondering if he really needed that or is that was just a way to um you know clear the people out of the way oh, that was me i thought that looked like you where did you get that thing <laughs> you can read them darn all right i'm doing that next time but um good day for birds we Excellent saw some day uh, for birds i saw a, a blackburnian warbler which i didn't see yesterday we both saw a black pole which was a new one very and new a canada which was that a new was a one thrill. for us. That was a thrill. And there were probably three or four Canadas, oh, don't yeah. you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Canada, your maple leaf is flying. Is that how it goes? Something it, like that, something yeah. Something like that. But um, <clears throat> So it was um, a little bit unpleasant this morning. But, you know, in a way, well, not in a way, it was worth it. I mean, sometimes you have to work to see birds. We Yesterday, we're in part one, we, we are, maybe it was, Part two of part one of or, B, or section B, B. Of section B, where we talked about the amount of people and we talked about the um, other stuff. So that the effortlessness of birding here is is you pay for it by the effort of just being there with all those people just trying to get around it and and, and, and and see something yeah i mean and a lot of times um it, it was just very difficult to make progress at all there were so many people at on the boardwalk i've never seen anything like that before in my life i mean it was just um 
It was. I made the remark as I walked by a particular thing, and I said, this looks like a carnival ride. Because yeah. there was this big line yeah. of people trying to get up to this viewing platform to see, what, a warbler? Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was crowded yesterday. Would you say this was three times as many people, or maybe mm, not that no, much? Possibly, possibly. There was a lot more people, though. Yeah. And maybe because it's earlier. A Bill viri. found a viri. Bill I, found it. I started a flash mob on the boardwalk by saying, look, a viri. And, and, then, and this, like, out of nowhere, people started swarming around. Yeah, and they knocked you down and uh-huh. stomped on that's you. Right. You all right? That's my bird. That's my bird. No, I'm not all right. I have, I have a contusion. So I, I guess the question would be for you, uh, is this something you'd want to come back again and do next year? Well, possibly. It depends on my schedule. All right. But it, it sounds like a good thing to do. Well, well, it is a good thing to do. I mean, because if you're at all, at all interested in birds and seeing especially unusual birds that you'll never see again in your entire life, come here yeah, to McGee Marsh. Saw blue-headed vireo today, two yeah. or three of them. Philadelphia. Philadelphia vireo. Philadelphia cheesecake. Uh, oh, cheese really, steak. That, that and cheesecake. cheesecake. That but was that, pretty good. That's the in cheese, the little yeah. That's in the little truck. There's that's a special in the parking viewing lot. platform for that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> is that the right word? We hope you um, made it through. We hope uh, you were survived. educated by. Oh, there are more people with those big cameras today too. Were, there were. you talking about that one guy? There was taken? a guy that took up the whole viewing platform with his tripod. He was a big guy himself. Yeah, and everybody and had plopped. to hop into the water uh-huh. and slosh through, and uh-huh. then get back on the boardwalk. It was it was a mess. It was terrible. It was very selfish. Yeah, and I I just don't understand. I mean, he didn't even care. Nope. He just says, "This is my spot. I'm going to sit here." And keep everyone else from using this. So I hope you learned a little bit about birds in this uh, installment, and and really, it's about and a little about us too. Well, what it is, this is about the relationship between people and birds, and that's an important relationship in the world. Wow! Like me and my parrot. I haven't thought of well, that's a different kind of relationship. Yeah. But I hadn't thought of it that way. But this is bringing species together. It is. So thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. I'm uh, Bob Tart, and please visit my website, bobtart.com, and also find me on Facebook, and you can find Bill Holm on Facebook, too. But do you want anyone to friend you who listens? Absolutely not. Okay. So uh, look for us on Facebook, and uh, email me at bob at petliferadio.com. Thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, and thanks to all of you for listening. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.